Welcome to the Powerline Podcast, the official podcast of Greystone Power. I'm your host, Adam Elrod. On this month's episode, we're talking about giving back to our community with Vice President of Corporate Services, James Wright. So let's jump right on in to episode number 12 of the Powerline Podcast. At Greystone, we are focused on our corporate citizenship, whether that be sponsorships, giving back to education, or supporting economic development. One piece we pride ourselves on is our employees volunteering in the communities we serve. This month's guest heads up our volunteering initiative, Vice President of Corporate Services, James Wright. James, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Can you give members a little background on what your job entails at Greystone? Sure. Uh, I always jokingly say that I'm the chief people person at Greystone, and that's largely because uh, I'm in charge of human resources, obviously uh, internally with our employees, member services, uh, which is external, so folks calling in, setting up power, et cetera, uh, safety and loss control. That's something that touches both internally and externally to the members we serve, and then corporate security and investigation, so our building, our substations, and, and again, that's something that involves both the uh, internal folks, our employees, and externally our members. That's a really good description. And as our top people person, in 2018, you came up with the program Greystone Gives. Can you explain what the initiative is and why it was started at Greystone? Sure. Uh, Greystone Gives is really a cooperative-wide volunteerism initiative that really is highlighting one of the seven cooperative principles that all co-ops try to live by, and that is concern for community. Here at Greystone, our leaders are very active in the communities we serve. I myself am on the board of the Paulding Chamber of Commerce and have been for years. But what we noticed was a lot of our frontline employees really didn't feel like they were able to give back to the communities and volunteer. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to kind of shift the paradigm a little bit and uh, let our employees make an impact in the communities we serve. After all, we see our employees as our, our best advocates, our best assets that we have. And so what we did is we, we met as a leadership team and we came up with Greystone Gives. Uh, Greystone Gives allows our employees to uh, basically give back uh, eight hours a year to local nonprofits in the communities that we serve. And, and importantly, we wanted this uh, time of giving back to be during the work week. So our employees were motivated to give back, but also uh, they felt like we encouraged it as well. So it's something we push down from the top to the bottom of the organization. Uh, and we also feel like it allows us to really show that we're living by our mission statement of making life better in the communities we serve. So with that eight hours, I know some employees go to just volunteer on their own, but also there are large scale events planned, which were pre-pandemic every single quarter of the year. Uh, What types of events have happened and are there plans of bringing any kind of a large scale event back now that we're starting to emerge from COVID? Two of our larger events were first uh, working on a Habitat for Humanity build in Douglasville called Veterans Park. And it's a neat initiative they have in Douglasville where they actually are are creating an entire street just for retired servicemen and women. So uh, that was a great event. We had tremendous turnout there uh, at Greystone. We definitely value our veterans and what they've done for our country. So we always look for ways to give back to our veterans. 
but we also want to give back to others. And so we partnered with Warehouse of Hope, which of course is a food bank in Paulding County, to have a really large impact there. And we actually have uh, an upcoming event on August 18th with Warehouse of Hope that we're really looking forward to. Uh, it goes without saying we really do want to make a large impact, but we also want employees to be able to give back in areas that they want to give back to. So, of course, we do allow employees to individually volunteer their time. They don't have to do a large-scale project. Uh, you know, anyone can make an impact, no matter how great or small. Uh, so when they're at these events, you know, post-COVID, of course, we follow any kind of uh, health precautions that that specific uh, location requires, whether it be social distancing, hand washing, masks, et cetera. And of course, we would always encourage our employees to follow best practices uh, as outlined by the CDC. So it becomes pretty obvious the benefit of this program to our community and to these organizations. What kind of impact has it had on the employees as a whole? You know, I would say that Greystone Gives has really allowed our employees to feel more engaged with the community that we serve. Uh, in addition, it helps them learn more about the communities we serve. You know, so often, if you're just at a regular business, you, you go to work, you do your job, you go home. You're, you're never really in the community you serve. Uh, and with us being a cooperative, it's just so important for us to really live by our mission statement. Again, I mentioned it, uh, making life better in the communities we serve. So it's about engagement. It's about uh, letting our employees get out there and really feel like they're making an impact. So outside of Greystone Gives, you've already mentioned that you've been involved with the Paulding Chamber of Commerce for some time. And I know other community-centered organizations why do you feel that it's important that Grace don't be so involved in our service area? I think there's a lot of reasons, but you know, for me, it comes back to really two things. Number one, Greystone is owned by the members we serve. Uh, cooperatives are different than investor-owned utilities like Georgia Power. At Georgia Power, they've got investors that they have to answer to. Uh, cooperatives answer to our members. So uh, when you're owned by the folks that you serve, I think it, it just highlights the importance of making an impact in that community. And then the other thing I think just uh, that I keep in the back of my mind is, is the, uh, the old saying, to whom much is given, much is expected. And in Georgia, we have a defined service area. The, the Georgia legislature has given that to us. And so, uh, you know, when you get that, I think there's a lot on us to make sure that we are giving back to our communities. Uh, and I just think it's crucial. I really, really do. That's a good way to put it. I, I mean, that we have been given a lot and we enjoy giving back. So I ask everybody the same last question that comes on the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our members? I'd just like to say that we're very excited to grow this initiative. We think this initiative is one of the uh, best initiatives we've uh, implemented in quite a while. And we just look forward to continuing to grow it, continuing to make it better, and continuing to make a larger impact in the communities that we serve so that ultimately we can live out our mission statement of making life better in the communities we serve. Well, James, I can't thank you enough for your time and being part of the podcast this month. Thank you so much, Adam. It's been great. Well, that is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us for episode number 12. Go ahead and rate us five stars. And hey, go ahead and click subscribe while you're at it. That way you get each new episode directly in to your podcast feed. This has been the Powerline Podcast. Thanks for listening.